Unceded territories of the Anishinaabe and Algonquin nations, also known as Ottawa. And our theme song is Season of the Witch, because, well, of course it is, <laughs> by the incomparable Lana Del Rey. And our awesome logo is by a local artist, Katie Versace. Katie Versace Art on Instagram. We love her. Check yeah, her check out. her out. She is amazing. Yes. Um, so, before we dive into everything, we just wanted to tell you a little bit about ourselves and why we decided to start this podcast in the first place. We were both drawn to witchcraft and to start practicing witchcraft and integrating it into our lives around two to three years ago, which happens to be when we started our beautiful friendship. Mm, yes, it was such a beautiful love story. <laughs> But I mean, honestly, it kind of is like something yeah. out of a rom-com. I agree. Um, because we actually have been in each other's lives for quite some time. Quite some time. Like, we played soccer together As when we were children. kids. Yeah, we went to the same elementary school. And then the same high school, but for different different arts as it was an arts high school yeah and so we we always kind of like were aware of the other yeah we're like oh you seem cool yeah but then just we didn't really we just never hung out or never really had the opportunity even though we were on the same soccer team as kids or stuff I don't know why that didn't happen but in later years we never had the opportunity to like socialize and get to know each other and it wasn't until I was um I was out in Vancouver with an ex-boyfriend or it was my boyfriend at the time um and uh his sister had just moved there as well so we decided to go pay her a visit and who should be there <laughs> I was that sister's roommate yeah and we just immediately were like oh my god I know you yeah like it was I mean it, it was weird because it was also like okay I recognize you like obviously I know you but I think there was this kind of sense that like I oh my god know, like, this is like, ah, the universe. Yeah, the like universe was like, okay, now go. Because we Be just friends. hit it off, like, so quickly and mm-hmm. bonded and really hard really quick. Yeah, over things like our mutual love of all things Halloween and spooky. Yeah, but, like, Halloween is a lifestyle, not one day of the year. <laughs> exactly. Sweet and spooky, 365. Um, and then another yeah. thing that we started to bond over was tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And because um, like growing up, I would do tarot cards with my mom um, on our birthdays as a insight from the universe. But also whenever I was going through something difficult, my mom would bring out the tarot cards as a tool to go inwards and to like connect with the universe and what signs might be coming to me so that I could find my way through. Yeah, you were you were the first person who I ever practiced tarot with. Like oh while I was really drawn to witchcraft and like I I have been convinced that I was a witch from a very young age. Um but I didn't know that witchcraft existed in the way that I practice it now. Absolutely. Like I thought that 
like while it would be amazing if it was real that witchcraft was what you saw in movies mm-hmm. um like hocus pocus like yeah. that kind of stuff which like you know amazing movie um <laughs> but like I don't know even there was this part of me at the at my core knew that I was magic but I looked at that and I was like but I know that that's not real so like yeah. what you know and so I felt like if I vocalize these feelings that people would think I was crazy. Absolutely. And it wasn't really until we started talking about this kind of stuff that Absolutely. I was like, oh my God, like I was right. Yeah, you this know? is like this is a thing. This is real. Yeah. There's another person literally right in front of me yeah. that thinks the way that I think. And I think yeah. and I think <laughs> that that's that having each other helped us to step into ourselves as witches and to claim this in a full way. And, and claim our space. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And not feel crazy or yeah. weird about it. Like, no, there's we're... this community out there that we're part of. And that you are part of because you know you are. Mm-hmm. There isn't, like, any other um, initiation. No, like, you just, if you feel that that's true for you, then it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And also to have somebody else, especially, okay, so so many firsts at, at once. Like, we were friends all of a sudden and then we were interested in the same thing and then it became this and then it was this thing that neither of us had really done yet so we could do it together it, yeah. i think it helped me to like step into it for sure step into and, myself and in realize it. that i think and just in that like the, like the, this can be a real part of our lives, our lives. Yeah. yeah and our exploration of life yeah and that this like that ma- yeah magic is real yeah and it touches a little bit of everything mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so many, yeah, witchcraft fits into so many different aspects, you know, of, aspects our of our lives and things that we care about. Like, it is a form of self-care. It's it's a form Absolutely. of mental health care, and uh, at least for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, witches were were the OG feminists. Like, they've been yes. on, the, on the side of... Of like of social change mm-hmm. for so long, and they're such a clear symbol of how the patriarchy works works against women, and I like there are not just women witches, but this has definitely been a pattern in witchcraft history and oh, others. Yeah. I think actually, anyone who's not going with the norm, you know, one hundred percent, yeah, and like to touch back on on your comment about witchcraft being mental health care and like self-love mm-hmm. I think touches on the fact that okay <laughs> <laughs> okay you're on a roll <laughs> yeah, I was. to touch back to your comment about witchcraft being self-care I think that speaks to how witches have been like healers in their communities yes. across the world and cultures they're the medicine people and the connection to spirit and to that deeper part of yourself that's yes. also connected to everything exactly mm-hmm. yeah and that's really why we started this podcast to share this journey with all of you <laughs> and invite you in and on the hopes that it might resonate or just spark some interest <laughs> yeah especially for people well not especially for also for folks who might not know anything about witchcraft but are just generally curious welcome come and learn with us yes we are very excited to have you aboard our broom. Yeah! <laughs> so, we want to, like, uh, oh my god. We want to talk about, as well, like, what we define as witchcraft. As witchcraft because there yeah. are so many different 
yeah. kinds and so many different things that I think fall under the umbrella of witchcraft. Absolutely. And we might touch on, we hope to like touch on many different aspects and angles of witchcraft. But I think generally when we talk about witchcraft in our context, especially in the rest of this episode, the way that we're talking about witchcraft is um, as that modality of light, as yes. that modality of self-care and... Mm-hmm. And I mean, shadow work is an important part of it as well, but so that's true. something that we'll get into in a later episode. Yeah. Like that is something I think that we definitely will that's, explore. Yeah, but that's the light and the dark yeah, as we t- touched that on duality. before coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there is definitely a duality um, to witches and there's many different facets of witchcraft like there's anything else. Um, and witches throughout history, as we were saying, have been... They've been the spiritual yeah. leaders of their community. They have been... Um, the advocates for social change. Yeah. The... Advocates for self-care and guidance and that. Mm-hmm. Offering guidance and that. Yeah. And in connection to, like we said before, your place in the universe. Yeah. So, so in the way that we're defining witchcraft, it's present all around the world. It's a... For me, at least, it's a type of spirituality that transcends culture. Yes, and that's something that I really love about witchcraft as well, is that, like, you can be practicing any religion as well and still be a witch and, yeah. and, and use it as a way to further your practice. Like, mm. it, it, it's you're, you're putting that out there, that, that, that magic out into the universe for whatever you believe in. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, and... and it, it yeah it doesn't have to be an either or situation yeah I completely you can, agree. yeah you can have religion you cannot have one like it it really doesn't matter it's all about what you want to put into it and what you want to get out of it I think mm-hmm. that is key like, yeah, key. yeah. <laughs> at least that's what I am part of what I'm drawn to about the way that we practice witchcraft yeah I totally agree I totally agree Speaking of witchcraft <laughs> um, transcending cultures I found some different examples of witches all around the world. So we're all pretty familiar with the Anglo-Saxon, um, is, I don't know if that's correct. We're all pretty, yeah, Eurocentric. Yeah, Eurocentric. We're all pretty familiar yeah. with the Eurocentric um, idea of what a witch is. Mm-hmm. There's, but there's evidence of this same kind of connection to universe and to the earth, which is another huge reason why I think we're both drawn to it, which yes. is for environmentalism. Um, Hell Yeah. Yeah, it's found all over. Be good to your mother. Be good to your mother. And I think that's exemplified through like shamanism in many Mm. different cultures and voodoo. And in South Africa, for example, they have witch doctors. There's the Sangoma who are are called to their craft by like a divine gift in a sense or like Mm. the divine calling um, from spirit almost directly. And so people will go to these, largely women, but they'll go to these people for guidance in um, spiritual matters, for energy readings, for like protection against evil or dark spirits. Mm. They, and they use like trance and music, kind of like, which we a lot of the time use um, singing bowls, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and these people can also, of course, have training in their subject because they're not the, it's not like there's just one or two people here mm-hmm. and there. Um, but yeah, so Sangoma <laughs> are like the spiritual connection of witchcraft. Cool. Then there's Nyanga, who is like a herbalist 
And um, people will go to these practitioners for herbal remedies, mostly for physical remedies. Okay. Where so uh, whereas Sangoma, yeah, is very spiritual, but of course there's also a connection to the physical. That well, yeah, the mind and body exactly. are, are one, so yeah. it makes sense. Exactly. And then in Chile, there's this interesting duality that happens in the indigenous Mapuche peoples. There's the Kauku, which are this dark sorcerer. Ooh. Yeah, they're like kind of myth and kind of like you know one, maybe, or this like extended aunt was one or okay. something like that. Yeah, they're they definitely have that dark evil presence. They have sidekicks who are almost like the most terrifying familiars familiars ever. They're spirits and creatures that occupy the bodies of deceased children. Oh god. Super <laughs> creepy. Or have the head of a kaluku, but also the body of a bird, which I honestly find so unsettling as an image. <laughs> like, just this bird with a human face and <laughs> yeah, staring at you. Like, oh. uh, yeah, that's what nightmares are made of, yeah, my friend. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And at the same time, on the light side, in the same community, they have the machi women. Also, not always women, but largely women. The machi medicine healers. Who also do, who also like sometimes practice midwifery, but they're the spiritual leaders and connection for their communities. Wow. At the same time. I love that. I love the duality. Yeah, yeah. the duality in that like light and dark. That's so, so cool. Mm -hmm. And I think it really speaks to like the variety of witches that are out there that we have these Mm -hmm. witches that are a little bit more on the side of divination witches that are a little bit more on like the hearth and the home and like like herbal medicine and witches that are drawn to um the forces of dark or the forces of light but then there's also in mexico there's la santa muerte who plays both roles that is amazing so cool (laughs) that's the dream (laughs) isn't it though i want to be a bad bitch I want to be a bad witch. Yes. But also, like, a good witch. You could have had a bad witch. Not Not satanic. satanic. (laughs) I love it. So La Santa Muerte is a saint, not not so much a um, practitioner of witchcraft, but very deeply connected to witchcraft in Mexico. She is seen as a woman who wears a mask... She's seen as a woman who wears a skull mask and a long a long cloak. So very, like, Grim Reaper, but female. Yes. Yes. And if she's wearing white, then she can be used for energy cleansing and clearing. If she's wearing black, then she can be used for cursing. So she plays both of these roles. Yeah. I love it. That's totally, as a Libra, I'm all about yes. that, like, duality, that energy, like, both. Oh, yes. Yes, we want that balance. We do. We mm-hmm. want that balance. <laughs> She's a good witch, but don't cross her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, there's just so much history of witchcraft, and there's so many different witches all around the world. I think it'd be awesome to do a whole separate, like, episode. Yes, that is something also that we can totally do a whole separate episode yeah. about. Um, 100%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just reach out to us. Let us know if that's something you would be... Interested, interested in, in yeah we don't really know what our demographic is yet so yeah we're witches for underscore on instagram yes um yeah so please let us know if like these are things that you'd be interested in hearing, hearing about, about or if you have questions about something then please bring yeah. that up and we'll do our best to address it or bring somebody in who can yes exactly yeah 
And now let us dive into the reason for the season, the season of, of the, the witch. witch. <laughs> so Halloween is upon us, well, nearly, just in a few days, mm-hmm. and we are pumped. Stoked. So yes. stoked. I mean, obviously, this is like, I feel like I, <laughs> like I get like anxious, like all a whole month of October, just like in oh, anticipation. Totally. Absolutely. Also, it like creeps in in September. In September, I'm like, oh, I gotta start. Oh, Lord, he coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I need to get my spook on. Oh, yeah, like, no, exactly. Well, I mean, and you know, I threw a Halloween, or actually, no, we, we did. Yeah. We threw it together. The Halloween in July party one year. We were gonna do it again this year, but you know, COVID, COVID. happened. So. Yeah. No more of that, but that's okay. It's One always day. Halloween in our hearts. Exactly. So that's the real magic there. That's <laughs> the real magic. So Halloween, which is also known as All Hallows' Eve, falls on the same night as the Celtic New Year, otherwise known as Sowin. And uh, Sowin is also, so it's a pagan religious, <laughs> pagan religious festival <laughs> originating from an ancient Celtic spiritual pr- tradition. It's also spelled, by the way, for those of you who may may not have seen it written, S A M H I N. So if you see it, don't feel bad if you get it wrong. I did many times, yeah. basically until this conversation happened, where Kira was like, "Actually, yeah, it's an Irish Gaelic word, and you know they are hella complicated." Yeah, <laughs> I just is- started learning it like myself, and it's a it's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but. It it's really it's really hard. Yeah, it's um, not written intuitively for a native English speaker. No, exactly. Yeah. And even the way even the way that you like your mouth forms words is different, like when you're saying stuff. And so like the and the reading to saying it is just a very again, it's just very different from, from English, but it's really cool. Yeah, so so when was celebrated to welcome in the harvest and usher in the dark part of the year. Again, all about yes. that duality, the light yes. and the dark. It's everywhere. Yes, it's both part of our lives. Yes. Both here to teach us something. Exactly. And during Sowen, the barriers of the physical world and the spirit world were believed to break down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Ooh, eerie. Which I think is really cool. Um, because that, you know, it's, it's the same thing that that's believed in, in Mexico as well, in terms of like Dia de los Muertos. It's like, and it's around the same time of year. Like, I I just think it's really interesting that these two like cultures, cultures, it's like they were so far apart, but they were thinking, believing, experiencing the same thing. Yeah. Mm. It just, I, I, I don't know. I really love that. And like, I just, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and early text, so as for Sawin, early texts presented it as a three-day mandatory festival, or three-day and three-night. Yes, <laughs> yes, I can get behind it. Right? Same, like, uh, why did that stop? Yeah, <laughs> like, why is Halloween one Is that still going night? on in Ireland? Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, because if so, I, yeah, I gotta Book get there, list. like, yes. ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and so the community was required to present themselves to local kings or chieftains. And failure to participate was believed to result in punishment from the gods, usually illness or death. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going from, like, celebrate it or else you die. Like, yeah, pretty much. But, like, yeah. Halloween or die is totally my vibe. So I'm oh, about I love that. It. 
Uh, yeah, and so people would prepare offerings and leave them outside the villages for fairies or, you know, whatever other creatures might cross through the barrier. Did they also believe in your ancestors coming back, or is it yes. mostly... Oh, yeah, okay. so it was, like, it... Because um, they would believe that your your ancestors could come back, too, and they would actually, like, they, they would do something else called um, the the dead dinner, um, or that's some, like, I'll... I'll Tell a little bit about that later, but that's something else that you can do around Sawin mm. to like honor and welcome in your ancestors. That's awesome. Yeah. But no, they believe that all kinds of things would come over, but you didn't know what. So it's like you have to leave uh. offerings for the things that you're not so sure about to keep them at bay. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure that's also where the myth of the headless horseman first originated, because oh. that was one of the figures that was believed to come over was a man on a horse carrying his head and he was known as an omen of death i mean oh okay so did he would he like was he believed to kill you or he just like was a harbinger of death i think he was just a harbinger of death like um like a banshee although banshees were different in that that didn't mean that you were going to die banshees were supposed to warn you and help prepare you for oncoming death in your family so it could be you could be someone you love um, but they also only belong to specific families oh, in Ireland. So she was crying for you. Yes, exactly. Like, That's it, actually so beautiful. Yeah, no, and banshees are something else that we should get we into. Should get into. Yeah. And there are so many different things that we are going to dive into so much more. We're just trying to give you a, a brief overview on... Yeah, especially for people who, like we said, have, <laughs> yeah. are new to witchcraft. Exactly. Welcome. <laughs> yes, welcome all. And, but yeah, so, so Wynn actually was also the origination of costumes. That's where Halloween costumes come from. Thank because, you. Because, yeah, it was expected, obviously, that, again, your ancestors would cross over. And so Celts would dress as animals and monsters so that fairies, or, like, and, again, sometimes their ancestors, wouldn't be um, tempted to kidnap them. Ooh. You know, they would get confused and not bring them oh, back cool. to, the like, the spirit world So, like, with blend them. in. Yeah. yeah. And then that evolved into... Into dress up for Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Into dress up for Halloween, which I think it's really interesting that that's still such a a tradition. Um, and not many people know where it comes from. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. But I uh, I love all the learning all this stuff about Sawin. It's so cool. And especially because, so cool. like, being Irish myself, it's like, I <laughs> it makes total sense why I've been obsessed with this stuff for so long. Like, it's literally in my DNA. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, this is exactly. part of who I am. I love it. Um, yeah, and... So, okay, Halloween, the 31st. It's on a Saturday. It's also on a Taurus full moon. And it's a blue moon, which is the second full moon in any given calendar month. Yes, so it's an extra magical Halloween this year. Even though yeah. it's 2020 and everything's crazy. It's kind of dope, too. Yeah, we have... At least we have this little gift yes. of... This magic moon that we can take advantage of. Yeah, or this magic moon cycle. Yes. Through October. It's true. This... For all of us witches. Yeah, October has been interesting. It's been interesting. It's been both. It's been the duality. Oh, it has Do been the experience. duality. It's been like real high, real low. Again, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I we are all in the same storm on that mm-hmm. one. I've, I've switched to saying we're all in the same storm because I read something recently that I saw shared online some of you may have seen it too but it was talking about how you know we're we're not in the same boat we're all in the same storm because we all have different 
resources and things available to us we're all we're all in a different boat weathering that like you know, oh yeah like, weathering that storm weathering that storm oh, so it's cool. like we're all going through the same thing but we all have a different experience mm-hmm. based on you know our our lives our individual and our, our individual experience experiences and again our, our resources are or lack thereof yeah. you know it like it makes such a difference in how you're able to handle especially like freaking pandemics like situations yeah. like this so it's mercury like retrograde yeah like we're not in the like, same boat we're in the same storm absolutely i think that's a really beautiful sentiment i really appreciate that and it like hits a little bit differently mm-hmm. like when i read that i was like oh yeah that resonates mm-hmm. in a i feel way. that in my heart like, yeah yeah and I think it's a more considerate way of saying that because being like, oh, well, we're all in the same boat. It's like, but like someone could be struggling in a way that you're not. You could be struggling in a way that someone else isn't. Like we're not really all in it together in yeah. that sense. Like we are, but we're, mm-hmm. but in terms of individual cases, like. Mm-hmm. We're all in the same situation, but we're coming to it and from it in such different ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of unifying in an experience, (laughs) let's talk a little bit about the full moon in Taurus. First, we want to hit on what is the significance of the full moon? During the full moon, the sun and the moon are in perfect opposition to each other. The sun is actually reflecting off of the moon, which makes her shine so bright. Shine that spotlight on me, baby. Yes. (laughs) Yes, which ties into how this is a time of celebration. Mm-hmm. The full moon brings like challenges and intense energy, but it's also really like chock full of potent potential. There's heightened physical connection to your psychic power, your emotion, your mental processes are heightened. Your ability for divination and manifestation are heightened as well. It's a time for rejuvenation the full moon invites us to celebrate all of the ways that and acknowledge all of the ways that we have manifested the good that we have brought into our lives and the ways that we have moved ourselves forward. Then we see some really cool crossover between a full moon and Taurus energy. Oh, cool. Yes. Both of both a full moon and Taurus have a deep desire for creative expression and sensual indulgence. Mm. Both of these celestial beings have a fierce energy, but also a profoundly tender vibration, which we totally feel with our crybaby club energy over here. Oh yeah. We have matching crybaby club tattoos. Like we are serious about this, (laughs) about this like fierce, but tender energy. Yeah. And like, Feeling all of the emotions unapologetically. Mm-hmm. Which I think the full moon is about as well. Yeah, I think that's very true. I think that's very, very true. Taurus asks us to become more sensual in our experience of life. Which like means savoring everything. Exactly. Like, yeah. Tune into your senses. What do you like to drink? What do you like to smell? What really like lights that fire of enjoyment of life for you? Mm-hmm. Taurus invites us to check in with ourselves and to celebrate what makes us celebrate and acknowledge what makes us feel good. Like showering can be such a simple but profound tool to reset your day or uplift yourself. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Sorry, I just meant to say, especially if you're an empath, which I know we both are, Mm -hmm. water is so helpful to kind of like shed 
negative energies. Yeah, or energy that's not yours. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, energy that's not yours. That's a better way of putting it. Absolutely. Taurus is highly creative and we like to we Taurus energy over here. Mhm. We like to flex our creativity and use that connection to spirit. On the other side of things, Ooh. Taurus can also be deeply stubborn. So mm. when that fierce stubborn energy comes up, she's inviting us it's this energy is inviting us to take a look at it but not attach ourselves to it. Mhm. And say, okay, this is coming up for a reason. Let's listen and let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taurus also loves stuff. We want to look at what we need versus what we want in this time. That's something that, yeah, Libras struggle with so much too. And I think that's one of the ways that we, like... Connect, connect and understand yeah. each other, yeah. It's just like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> ooh, shiny. Shine on me, sun, little sparkle. Yes. Yes. Let us build up that luxury and that yeah. sensual experience in our yeah, lives. So but this is a time to... Create balance and yeah. within that. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you want to try and value what we have and take pleasure in it, as opposed to like constantly building up more, which I think is a really important um, practice to be aware of in life in general. Mm-hmm. And I think especially in this time of like deciding where do we want to give our holiday money, for example... Yeah. Which is for small businesses. No, exactly. Like, definitely supporting local businesses and artists. Yeah, exactly. Is, especially in a time like this is hugely important. Mm-hmm. Another time just to drop Katie Versace art on yeah. Instagram. Go check her out for your art. Holiday purchases. Holiday par- purchases and needs. Yes. Those witches in your life. Yeah. She is... She was incredible to work with and she... Yeah, just her stuff. She's a joy. She's a joy. (laughs) Last of all, we want to give you some tools on how to take full advantage of this awesome full moon in Taurus, as well as this magical time of sew-in. Yes, and there there are ways that you can kind of focus your energy on each one individually, or there are some practices that you can kind of combine if you want to have the energy of all of it at Mm -hmm. once or if Um, you're like tired and or just starting yeah and you don't really know how to start like we're gonna give you some easy options as to how to to bring yeah dip a toe in and bring this energy into your life exactly for the to take advantage of this full moon in taurus blue full moon in taurus energy look at where taurus lies in your birth chart this part of your life needs security and but also needs that luxurious, abundant energy. So figure out that duality within that aspect of your life. And then where is Venus in your chart? What is What does this mean and what is Venus trying to tell you about your life and where you need to expand in that area? This is a great time to heal areas of the throat and neck and jaw, the nostrils, the tonsils, thyroid, vocal cords, and ears so i think where we all carry a lot of tension mm-hmm. in our jaws yeah like i'm sure a lot of you listening right now probably have your jaw locked and your tongue pressed against the roof of your mouth exactly called you on it <laughs> <laughs> and so this is your reminder to relax take a deep your breath. face muscles mm-hmm. and just unstick your tongue from the top of your mouth yeah and just 
do Let some, that energy some deep again. breaths. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, a really great breathing exercise that you could do to calm yourself this is something my therapist taught me. Um, it's called three, six breathing. Basically you breathe in for three counts and then breathe out for six counts. And you just do that until you feel more calm. Fun fact, it's also very good for getting rid of the hiccups. <laughs> oh, that is actually super helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the throat, neck, jaw area, this is also where our throat chakra sits, our third chakra, I believe, which mm. rules self expression and standing in your voice which I think we most of us can do work on mm-hmm. in that area to connect to ourselves and to love ourselves and in that way. show up in your space exactly. and claim it because you deserve it just as much as anybody else does. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's such special energy about moons, moon cycle when it comes to inviting in and letting go of. Mm-hmm. I think we're... And that, you know, again, really plays into the duality Again, that we keep yeah, talking about so true. and um, really plays into one of the, as well, that one of the Sewin uh, rituals that you can do, um, which you can do this, you know, on Sewin on October 31st or do it even today, any day in the few days leading up. <laughs> um, so basically you just go, go on a walk, reflect on the circle of life and reflect on death as rebirth and it being an important part of nature you know how the tree the leaves die and they fall and that's what nourishes new life for the tree in the Mm -hmm. spring and how yeah our ancestors laid the path for us and we're laying the path for the future generations exactly so again it's all about those those cycles the cycles of life Mm -hmm. like where and and where kind of you fit in yeah um so that that's one example of something you can do. Another thing that you can do um, is build an ancestral altar, which is something that I mentioned before. Although before I dive into that, we should talk a little bit about protection, because if you are going to be inviting spirits, inviting your ancestors, inviting the dead into your home, you definitely want to make sure that you're doing it safely. Absolutely. And just during so in in general, because the veil is thinner, we want to be doing a lot yeah. of protection. Also, practices. never ever do a Ouija board. Yeah. No, nothing good will communicate with you. Oh wow! On that's that, a, like, that's upsetting to hear. Yeah, I've never done it. So oh, I'm gonna uh, take your I, I have, um, but that's just something I've learned. It's just like no, like no, no good spirits will, like that's not where they. That's not where they like to hang. Where out. they like to hang out. Interesting. Um, yeah. So on the topic of protection. Um, useful tools are sage, for example, which banishes negative energy. Yeah. Although you want to make sure you're being mindful when you buy sage, if you are buying white sage, make sure that it's from, uh, indigenous peoples and vendors. Um, and there are many options besides white sage for protection as well. If there's something that you want to burn, if you want to use smoke. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. but just like I said, be mindful about the sage that you are buying. The other thing that you can do is burn Palo Santo, which welcomes in positive energy Mm -hmm. so you can you know sometimes I like to do both because then I find it really just kind of completely cleanses the space and also the smells are very complimentary oh that's lovely so there are many crystals and stuff we can use as well yes there's actually a lot around to help us in protection as well as setting intention 
We'll make a post about yeah, this. Yeah, we'll share a little bit more, like, in writing so you guys don't have to, like, oh my god, so much information. Yeah. Like, we'll tell you a little bit more about protection and making ancestral altars and the kind of stuff that you might want to have on hand for that. Um, Create a little recipe, if you will. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so, but something you can do, you know, um, to build that ancestral altar is, you know, photos um, of your loved one. Although you also kind of want to think about are you trying to draw in a specific ancestor or just ancestors in general? Because mm-hmm. um, if it's for a specific ancestor, of course, it's better to have stuff that really ties to them. Otherwise, it could be stuff that just ties to your family or your heritage in general. And um, and speaking of that as well, another way to welcome in your ancestors is to do something called the dead dinner. Ooh. And uh, yeah, so first of all, I just love the name. Like Yes. Makes me think of like Beetlejuice or something. Oh yeah, I could totally see that being a reception of sorts. <laughs> yeah, um, but so for the dead dinner, again, you want to start off by cleansing yourself and giving yourself a little bit of protection. But um, so you make a meal. It could be again a favorite meal of an ancestor that you're calling in. It could be um, a famous family recipe. You know, or it could just be something that you associate, you know, with, with that ancestor or what have you. Um, and you set out a plate for each of the ancestors that you're inviting into dinner and you can serve them a plate, like serve them out a meal, but you don't have to, cause you know, they can't really eat it. But <laughs> what you, what you want to do mainly is write them each a handwritten letter, uh, welcoming them in and honoring them and, you know, thanking them for, for guiding you and for being with you. Mm-hmm. And you place that either on or next to the plate and you sit and you eat your dinner in silence. Ooh, I've never eaten yeah. in silence. Right? Like it's... Yeah, even if I'm not speaking, I'm watching a show or something. No, like exactly. That. I think it would be a really like interesting practice for more yeah. than one reason. And also, perfect dinner party to have during COVID times. Too true. <laughs> Can't have people over? Invite in the dead. Yes, exactly. It's perfect. Um, yeah, and of course, you know, at the end, you want to thank them for for joining you and then mm. cleanse your space again yeah yeah you don't want anybody hanging around no <laughs> move on be free to the next plane yes thank plane. you for joining thank you for joining me mm. um, nice little visit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and really just i mean anything in relation to your ancestors too if you don't want to do if you don't want to build an ancestral altar or do the dead dinner you can even just research your family history like learn more about your heritage and where you come from and again like we were saying before really think about the path that your ancestors laid out for you how you were laying out the path for the next generation mm-hmm. and and, like, and, and these cycles so of many yeah things, like, literally for your family but also for society exactly yeah it gets bigger it's really cool yeah it's really really cool they're also like moon baths that you can do oh yes and then there's moon water and that moon you can make as well we, we will share a recipe for that on our instagram too gonna be lots of lots of posting in the next few days <laughs> so make sure that you follow witches for underscore on instagram <laughs> and um yeah if Please. you oh, oh <laughs> i was just gonna say wow. if you have any you know questions or comments feel free to reach out we would love to hear from you Thank you so yeah. much for joining us on this journey of creating the first Witches for episode. Yes, we promise that they will only get better and more organized <laughs> as we go along. 
we are, in addition to, you know, learning about witchcraft, we are also learning about how to make podcasts. So this is all very new, but we are excited to be here and excited that you're joining us. Yes. Happy Sewin and happy full moon. And uh, yeah, take care of yourselves, everybody. Stay safe and stay Stay sweet sweet and spooky. spooky. (laughs) We will see you next time. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,